Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Practitioner's Podcast, where we're applying Jesus-style disciple-making to everyday life. This episode and all of our episodes are powered by Navigators Church Ministries, which focuses on helping churches make disciples who can make disciples. For more information or to get connected, go to navigatorschurchministries.org. Guys, I am super excited for today's episode because today we are going to talk about tools, right? And one of my favorite tools in the world is question asking. And so one of the commitments that we made to you at the beginning of this season is that we're going to be intentional about giving you some very practical tools that are scripturally based and follow Jesus-style disciple-making. Today is by far one of my favorite, and today's episode is perfect for disciple-makers who want to use the power of questions in disciple-making. Justin, why don't you kick us off with a little bit of scripture and some background? Yeah, absolutely. So questions were one of Jesus' favorite tools as he lived his life and as he made disciples. And one of the cool things to me is we see Jesus um, leaning into this tool even well before he was discipling, well before he was even an adult. So if you want to turn to Luke 2, 46 through 47, or just listen, I'm going to read it to you. Luke 2, 46 and 47. It says this, after three days, They found him in the temple court, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his teaching. I'm sorry, was amazed at his understanding and his answers, not his teaching, his understanding and his answers. And so from this passage, you're probably familiar with it. It's when Jesus got left behind, Um, his family and others went and they were looking for him frantically. And where did they find him in the temple? What did they find him doing, sitting with the teachers, doing two things? He was listening and asking them questions. And so I just want to start us off with a few principles of question asking, right? So the first couple are first, being a good listener leads to asking good questions. And so we're not going to spend a lot of time on that. We might not even mention it the rest of the episode, but that sets up good question asking as being a good listener like Jesus was there. He was listening And that led to good questions for him. Another principle, questions lead to more questions. Questions lead to more questions. And so I think that's both related to asking the question, but then listening, which leads to another question. So those are two question principles. Tony, what about you? Can you think of any other principles that might fit with questions? Yeah, you know, one of the principles that I think is really important, right? If, if the first two are being a good listener leads to asking good questions, and the second is questions lead to more questions, then the third one, and, and probably the one that we're all most familiar with, is questions reflect understanding. So oftentimes, as disciple makers, as teachers, even as pastors, we use questions, asking questions as a way to evaluate where people are. And one of the things that we often miss is Jesus did this regularly with his disciples. And one of my favorite examples of Jesus asking questions in the New Testament comes from Mark 8, right? And it's it's where Jesus is walking with the disciples. This is Mark 8. We're going to start at verse 27 and go down to verse 30. It reads like this. Jesus and his disciples went on to the villages around Caesarea Philippi. On the way, he asked them, who do people say that I am? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still 
others, one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? Peter answered, you are the Messiah. Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. So in this example from Mark 8, we see almost all three of these principles, right? Jesus asking good questions, uh, as a good listener, ask good questions, questions lead to more questions. And then that third principle, questions reflect understanding. Jesus wanted to kind of take a litmus test of where the disciples were and their understanding of who he was. So, hey, what's everybody else say? Okay, that's a good answer. What's everybody, what do you say? Okay, that's a good answer too, right? And he's trying to figure out and kind of gauge where he is. What a powerful tool relationally. If we want to emulate what Jesus did in disciple making, this is a great way to do that. Having some questions is a game changer in one-on-one relationships. Yeah, Tony, that is so true because Jesus modeled it for us and we see the impact that it had with the men that he was leading and others that he interacted with throughout the Gospels, right? And one of the things that we kind of did prior to this episode is think through some of the benefits of questions, right? Why are questions so powerful? Why are, why are they so effective, not only in discipling relationships, but in relationships in general? And I think a part of it is that all of us filter who we are in some way. And what questions can do is they can kind of cut through that. They can open somebody up, right? So um, what are the other benefits? We're going to list out a few for you here. Uh, I'm going to go with two and then Tony's going to do two until we get through seven of them. But there are seven real benefits that we have thought of um, that questions really help people with and help you in effective ministry. And so the first one is that it makes somebody think. If you ask them a question, it makes them think. They have to think in order to respond or to decide they're not going to respond to that. So there has to be some thought. Another thing that it does is it increases the motivation to learn. Because if you're asked a question, and especially if it's a question you don't know the answer to, it increases that motivation. Oh, I wonder what that answer is. The third one, right? So if the first one's make a person think, second one's increase the motivation to learn, the third one is guide the discussion towards objectives. Now, we talk often on this podcast about what it means to be intentional. Good questions placed in perfect locations of a dialogue will push a conversation towards that intentional objective, right? So a good question can guide the discussion towards objectives. And the fourth one is kind of goes hand in glove with the third one, gather information. So if you think about an objective, you think about that you're trying to get to that objective. Well, the fourth one is really all about guiding, uh, gathering information, right? So we're going to learn about the objective. We're going to gather information and move forward. Yeah. So the fifth one then is going to be to assess learning. And so that goes really well with that scripture that Tony shared in Mark 8. Who do you say that I am? So Jesus is asking that question and he is going to assess well, what do these people know? What do they believe, right? So it's not just learning, but also understanding, belief. We can assess that through a question if people are going to honestly answer it. Another one, the sixth one, is it provides people an opportunity to find out what they think by listening to what they say, right? And for themselves to listen to what they say, especially for those of us who are verbal processors. I'm not one of those normally, but I do on occasion hear myself say something and like, huh, wow, I didn't, I didn't realize that. I didn't know I thought that, or I didn't know that I knew that or whatever it was. And so 
it helps us, even as we listen to ourselves answer a question, it can help us to a deeper understanding. Um, and it can also sometimes show those inconsistencies of thought or reasoning that we have as we're talking. If we said one thing and through a question, somebody has asked us something else and we realize, oh, we're answering it and it's not quite the same as what we said just a few minutes before. That's one of the power that questions can bring to us. Yeah, and the seventh thing that questions can really do requires a little bit of nuance, but if done well, it can provide a ton of value. And it's this, good quality questions, Jesus style asked questions can help create community and connection. Again, it requires a little bit of nuance because it's not something that can just be thrown out there. But if you're intentional about asking good questions in the sense of a, a bigger community, you can really draw people in. Far too often in our teaching model and our disciple-making model, even in this podcast model, it's a monologue, right? It's a one-way kind of conversation. But we use questions to build community, to get people to lean in. I, I think one of the places where I've seen this work really well for us is with our Dayton Disciple-Makers Network. Uh, Justin and I are both part of this incredible group of pastors and church leaders in the Dayton area who are committed to making disciples, and we do so in this community. Well, we spend a little bit of time every meeting asking questions to get people to lean in so that we can build community together. And again, like the other seven suggest, get people thinking, increase the motivation to learn, move towards an objective, gather information, assess learning, see where everybody's at, and provide an opportunity for these pastors and church leaders to think through it. Yeah, so hopefully, so far, we have convinced you that questions are important and they're beneficial. Right, But the real reason we're talking about this today, the real reason we wanted to have an episode on questions is because we want to equip you. We want to give you something that when you go into your disciple-making relationships and you are thinking about that person that you're discipling or people you're discipling, what are some questions that you should be asking? What are some questions that are normal? Right, And so we have four types of questions uh, that we're going to propose that in almost every disciple-making meeting you're going to be drawing out from each of these four categories of questions um, to make that relationship of disciple making go well and to kind of keep it on the tracks, right? Now there's examples, there's specific questions that we will mention, but don't get hung up on that. You want to make them your own as well. Yeah. And so the way this will work is we'll go through all four of these sections. Uh, we'll say one, and then each of us will kind of give some examples of questions that we use in the category. Like Justin said, don't get lost in the, the details of the question. Use whatever questions you want. We really don't care. But think about this categorically so that way you're not leaving one part of the disciple-making relationship um, neglect. So the first one, relationship with God. So again, you're going to ask a question. You need to ask somebody about their relationship with God. So one of the questions, one of my go-to questions um, is where have you seen God this week? And I ask that question because I want to uh, to start with the assumption that God is already moving in their life, right? So where have they seen God this week? That's a, a question that I love to ask people about their relationship with God. What about you, Justin? Yeah, I use several different ones here. I'm sure you do too, Tony. Um, probably my most frequent is how are you and God doing? And so it's a very much a relational question, right? Other times I might say, what has God been teaching you about, challenging you about? Uh, those sorts of questions to, to just get them to open up 
right? What's going on with them and God? What's going on in their relationship with God? It normally leads us into a conversation about their disciplines, their spiritual disciplines and how those are going. Um, But oftentimes it might just get to, you know, I'm really struggling with uh, this thing that happened or, you know, so it can kind of open up some of those struggle questions or struggle answers, a better way to say that, struggle answers as well, because our relationship with God is like most relationships. It's dynamic. It should be moving. Um, and if it's stagnant, that tells us something too. So if you're getting that same answer, uh, meeting in and meeting out uh, on those questions, you can switch up your questions. You can kind of ask those follow-up questions as well. So that's the first one. Anything else you got on that, Tony? Relationship with God questions? Well, in all of these categories, one of the things that I will often say is tell me more about that. Yeah. And that's that's not really a question as much as it is a statement, but it's kind of that next level part. So if somebody says, "Oh, my time with God has been good." That's not that's not enough. <laughs> you know. So so I'll typically say, "Well, tell me more about that." And that's the way to get to that next level kind of uh, where the where the meat and potatoes is is someone's um, heart. Yeah, that's a great invitation, right? Invitation uh, again, not a question, but yeah invitation. I want something after that word. I don't have anything for it. It's just invitation. That can be enough. Um, The second category would be relationship with others. And so this is dependent, right, on the person that you're discipling. Are they married? If so, you want to probably be asking how things are going in their marriage. Are they a mother or a father? Uh, You want to be asking about how it's going parenting. Uh, Are they discipling somebody else? You should know that if they are. And so that's part of what you should be asking in this category as well. But relationship with others is the second category. Tony, what what do you normally ask in this category? I'll typically ask something specific about the relationships I know, right? So I'll ask somebody, um, how's your date dating going? How are you dating your spouse? Um, who who are you praying for to disciple next? Right. That, again, I'm I'm trying to lead them to a certain place in our conversation. So I want to be intentional about it. Um, I'll often reference the you know, who are the fat people in your life? Because, you know, faithful, available, teachable is one of the tools that we use. And so I'm thinking, I want them thinking about that. And I want them to know that I'm going to ask about that so that they're prepared in that. So I'll typically try to go after things specifically. And, you know, being an old relationship coach and some of my work in the military, I always ask the guys that I'm discipling how praying with their spouse is going, Uh, because I think it's just so important. Um, and your book. It's, it's really hard to disciple anyone. Tony's written a book on marriage and relationships. So uh, we're going to drop that in the show notes this time. He doesn't normally talk about it, but I'm going to throw it out there for you guys. If you haven't checked that out, you should. He did a fantastic job with it and with his uh, friend, Charles Causey as well. So, all right. So, so far we have relationship with God, relationship with others. And the other one, neither one of us mentioned, but super important in that others part is how is it? How are things going with non-Christian friends, right? So we want oh, sure. to make sure yeah. uh, those that we're discipling and ourselves, our um, our life doesn't be, just become about other Christians, right? We need to be missional and reaching out, and so that's something that we both, I know, both of us often ask that and talk about that too. But put that in there, uh, Tony. What's our next category? The next one is relationship to self. And this is one that is easy to forget because um, everything, when we're talking to someone, it feels like we're talking about them, but oftentimes we're talking to them about someone else. So when we talk about relationship to self, we're talking about that kind of internal dialogue. So 
my two go-to questions to that is like, um, how is your soul? That's an old John Wesley question. Um, so I love to ask that. How is your soul? The second one that I probably go to is, uh, especially if I'm working with leaders, what's keeping you up at night? You know, that's a great question to kind of lean in and, and ask some good questions there. What about you, Jay? Yeah, I normally ask um, kind of challenging, encouraging. So I normally say, what's been challenging to you lately? Uh, what has been a struggle for you lately? Any of those sorts of things. And then the other side would just be, what's been encouraging to you lately? What have you done for fun lately? Uh, and specifically for those of us who are a little more intentional, um, you know, we can just be doing, 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 and forget about just relaxation and having fun. And so, you know, we need to have that balance in our life if we're going to be healthy. And so those are some of those questions for the relationship with self category. Um, so yeah, the last category is faithfulness. So, so far, relationship with God, relationship with others, relationship to yourself. Last one's faithfulness. And you might think about accountability here. So really, I'm asking questions. If if we've made an agreement, if they said, yeah, I'm going to do this thing between this time and next time. Well, when next time comes, I need to not only be aware of what that was, but also to ask about it. And if they did it, man, I'm going to encourage and uh, really just talk them up. That's such a great job. How'd it go for you, et cetera, et cetera. If they didn't, then I'm going to hammer them and make them feel like super bad about it. Um no, don't, don't do that. <laughs> Tony wasn't sure why I was doing that. <laughs> don't do that. That's the worst thing to do, right? So if they don't do it, that's okay. But what you want to ask them is you want to just invite them to talk about that. Well, tell me what happened. You know, what, what was it that came up that prevented you from doing it? And they might tell you about things outside themselves. They might tell you about things in themselves or they might just not know. And that's where questions can become really powerful and asking them, okay, well, you know, let's think about how did you feel? Was there an obstacle? You know, you just didn't feel like doing it, but you know, there's all these sorts of questions that that can open up. And so you're asking about those things from last time, but then another side of this faithfulness category is trying to figure out what are they going to do between this time and next time? And again, as you're doing this, you are modeling for them. And so if you made an agreement from last time, even if they don't ask, you need to, to tell them, hey, here, I didn't do it, or I did do it. Um, and then same thing, what are you going to do in between? Yeah, I'll echo all those sentiments as far as the faithfulness agreements, uh, faithfulness and kind of accountability. The one thing that I would add is that once you get past the pragmatic asking of like, hey, did you do this or did you not? One of my favorite questions to ask people that I learned in um, in another nonprofit is, how is that working in your life? All right. So when somebody breaks an agreement, we usually set an agreement to achieve a goal. And so figuring out how something is not working is really helpful to get to that kind of that underlying issue on why something. So let me go ahead and break through all four issues, uh, four categories again, and then uh, we'll let Justin give us our takeaway and action step. So the four areas of relational disciple making when it comes to question asking are relationship with God relationship with others, relationship to self, and faithfulness, aka agreements and accountabilities. It, we really believe that if you can hit all four of these areas in questions, good questions, you'll have a, a really great time uh, walking with someone in disciple making. Justin, why don't you give us our takeaway and action step? Yep. So our takeaway this time is you can't make disciples like Jesus did if you don't use questions like Jesus did. 
So develop, right? Develop. And that leads right into our action step. Develop some regular questions that will help you as you make disciples. And I think as you lean into this, you will find that you will develop some of your own questions that you're just naturally using in those discipling relationships. So uh, hope this was helpful to you. Um, again, this was a really focused tools episode. And to make a tool your own, you got to spend some time developing it and owning it. We trust that you'll do that. We thank you for joining us again uh, on this journey of figuring out what does it mean to bring Jesus-style disciple-making into your everyday life. Hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, share with your friends, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. Thanks.